Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, what's up? Good morning. Welcome to Game Changer. Yeah, good morning, guys. What's up, Ash? Long time no see. <laughs> Long time? Actually, I've seen you guys, you just haven't seen me. So I've been in the little hidden part of the studio that you guys cannot see me on camera. Man, so. I just scratched myself right before it came on. <clears throat> it's the my, little things, guys. It's the little things. <laughs> and then my OCD, like I scratched it and I felt it. And I'm like, I wonder if it's going to bleed on my shirt. I wonder if it's going to bleed. <laughs> like if I scratch it too hard and then uh, I get obsessed with thinking about that. All right, we're wrapping up. Ashton uh, said it. We're wrapping up the uh, little things series today. And uh, <clears throat> I'm excited. You know, we had a good, I think we had some good discussion. Uh, a lot of good feedback. Um, it helped me immensely because the, the reality is, you know, a lot of us have been in big seasons of waiting. And when you're in a big season of waiting, you know, learning the importance of the small steps and acknowledging the small stairs and stepping stones that that lead. Because every big journey is com- comprised of multiple small victories. And I think that I think that sometimes as believers we just we forget that, and so this has been a great reminder for me, and hopefully hopefully it has for you as well. Uh, next week we're going to dive into access. We're going to talk about, um, you know, when I think of access, I think of a spy movie, right? I think of them popping a key up on a door, and it's like boop, you know, giving them access, and you know, and and there's also access denied, and we're going to talk about access, and it's who you who you allow into your life, who. Uh, are you connected with? And there's some divine relationships. So we're going to get into that. It's exciting. And you don't want to miss that at all. And uh, so <clears throat> let's look at this. We wrap this up. I was thinking of Caleb. You know, we had a, a minister come into our church last week. Um, was did, did an awesome job. And just in general, we've just been kind of thinking and studying and reading on Caleb. But when Caleb was given his allotment, this is after, you know, the end of Caleb's in his 80s. And, you know, he gets to the promised land. And he walks up, you know, and he, he says, hey, you know, Moses promised me this. And, hey, can I, can I get my land? When he was given his allotment of land in Joshua 14, <clears throat> he was given the area named uh, Hebron as his inheritance. So it was a small mountain property in, in Judah. And so Caleb could have easily looked at what was given to him and complained. I mean, he could have said, hey, Joshua, you know, listen, I, I should get all the land. Mm-hmm. You know, we were the only two that were faithful you know, hey, listen, all these other rookies, you know, are are here and they weren't they weren't in the beginning when God first promised us this. And it was just you and I that went into the land. You remember that, Joshua? I mean, he could have said that. And he, you know, hey, we should get all the land. We were there. We we're the only two faithful, and I should at least get half of it. You know, and he could have said, Well, I think you and I have thought, and I know I've said before to the Lord, you know, I deserve more than this. And 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 more meaning, listen, you know what? You give you gave me this dream. You gave me this vision, you know, and God, you know, really, I, I'm not moving fast enough. And that's really what it is, right? A lot of times when, we, when we're not really focused on the little things, it's, it's because it's not moving fast enough or it's not large enough for our liking, right? We're, we're used to this convenient type society. And so Caleb could have done this and he could have said that. So he could have looked at all the towns around him and all the things that he didn't have. But instead, he responds by looking at what was given to him. And he says, let's go. Right, Caleb chose to be content with what he was given mm-hmm. and to be faithful with what was in his hands. And so, as leaders and as 
men and women of God, as parents, you know, as, as, as ministers, as, as people that are involved in work and business, you know, we're called to be, to be bold and to be part of being bold is to be content with your allotment. So I think this, it takes great boldness to be faithful and content with what's in our hands and trust God with what is in our hearts. I want to say that again. It takes great boldness to be faithful and content with what's in our hands and trust God with what's in our hearts. Because look, what's in your heart, I get it. What's in your heart is, is the promise of God. What's in your heart is the victory. What's in your heart is building that business and, you know, and seeing the family come to fruition, seeing your children come to the Lord. I mean, what's in your heart is the thing that you've been believing God for. And it's and it's and you can trust God. You can trust God with what's in your heart. You can trust God with what's in your heart and still believe him and be faithful with what's in your hands. That's good. You know, and I I think in seasons you know, Ash, when we don't fully see the promise come to pass yet, which by the way, as a believer, you better get, you, you're going to, that's going to be a season that you, that you, that's going to be a season that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Because as a believer, God, the Bible even says, right? Paul said, I go from glory to glory. I mean, you go from level to level. There's, there's, there's growth in the kingdom of God. And as you, you never stay the same. And if you think things are, you know, it's interesting if you think, um, Whatever, every time you think you can't make it, look at a past victory because I promise you 10 years ago, you thought you couldn't make it through that either. You thought you weren't going to, you know, you were never get there. And the reality is, is there's different seasons and, it go, and you go from glory to glory. But in seasons that we don't fully see the promise come to pass just yet, when our position may feel uncomfortable, we can trust God that he will use it for growth and for our good. Yeah, Amen. And I think even going off of that, you know, like in in the time when we're going through it, it's kind of what you were saying. Like we don't see the big picture at times. Like we don't see the the end goal. We just know what our present moment is, and mm-hmm. and so we allow that that thing. Maybe even it feels like a big thing, but um, we allow the little things to just in those moments like eat at us, like add to the frustration. Oh, just one other thing going wrong. Oh, just one other little thing happening that's affecting my, you know, my attitude, my situation, my season. And instead of looking and remembering that he's been faithful, he's going to be faithful even when I don't see it. He's moving in the situation. He's working behind the scenes. Um, And when we don't, you know, when we recognize that, we can actually have hope and a faith for our future knowing that he's in the details. Our God is a God that's in the details. He's not just in these, these big circumstances that we face, these huge um, issues that we're going through, but he's in the little things. He's in the little details that matter to us. And that's why we can, the Bible talks about casting our cares upon him because he cares for us. Um, and I think that sometimes those little cares, that sometimes it's the little cares that we have to cast on him. Uh, it's the ones that, you know, Lord, today my coworker frustrated me. None of my coworkers, they're all in here. <laughs> None of you guys frustrate me. But um, today. Don't frustrate me. Yeah, I'm just kidding. He he frustrates. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> just kidding. That's the way to get fired right there. Um, but yeah, that's the it's the little things. Sometimes it's the the middle of the day that every little thing keeps adding up, and it's just like one more thing just gets to my plate, or one more thing just does this. Da, 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 da. And instead of focusing on hey, there's a there's a purpose. You know, the harvest is coming. Like the Bible talks about, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So sometimes you know we have those little details like. Can we fix our eyes on the fact that even right now I feel this strain, this stress, this whatever it may be, can I focus that there's a harvest coming and I'm just going to be the laborer, a faithful 
labor to the Lord. And it doesn't mean I'm working for an endless, uh, aimless goal, but I'm working for the kingdom of the Lord. And I get to, um, I get to work, you know, for his kingdom and it's just awesome. Yeah. And you know what? I, I get it. And believe me, I mean, we're sitting here, you know, we're preaching to the choir because, you know, you're looking at people who love ministry, who love people, who, you know, love growth. I mean, yeah. my wife, the same way, our company. And so can I just say this? We all want to make a big difference. I mean, that's just the reality, and we understand that. So you're, you're not talking to somebody who is believing God for a little or is just over here going, you know, okay, well, it's this tiny little vision. of. I mean, yeah. th there's some big things. I mean, the reality is, the reality is we want to make a big difference. You want to make a big difference. But it also takes great boldness to be content with the small beginnings. Yeah. And let me tell you something. That's not something that's easy for me by nature. It's not something that... It's not a, that's not a shouting moment, you know. It should be, but it's but it's not, you know. If if when 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 that is told to you initially by God, or you find that revelation out maybe right now or in His Word, it's not one of those things where you go, "Oh, goody," you know. You're like, oh, you know, I know that's true, but man, that means, you know, there's going to require some patience here. There's going to require some waiting and believing. So so yeah, we want to make a big difference as as those leaders, but it also takes great boldness to be content with small beginnings and. And it can be easy, and this is what we got to be careful of, to dismiss what has been given to us. Dismiss it, not just discount it, because there's different levels. You can discount it or you can even be distracted away from it. And, and so distracted away from it, hey, just get back to it. You know, uh, discount it, you know, maybe, maybe look over here and say, you know what, there's a little more uh, weight I should place in it. But sometimes we go as far as dismissing what has been given to us because it feels insignificant. Yeah. And then, you know, we talked a little bit at the end of the, the show yesterday about seed and fruit. If you're not careful and you dismiss it, you're dismissing the very seed that God's placed in your hand to produce the harvest and the fruit for the future. So you can't discount it. And, it, and it, even though it feels insignificant, it's not insignificant. Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy to want more even if we may not be ready for it. I mean, that's a sobering moment. I mean, I can tell you in my life looking back, there are times where I'm thankful at this moment I can look back. I wasn't thankful then. I looked at it as like, okay, I'm, I'm getting held back. But there are times I'm th I was thankful that I didn't get what I wanted because I wasn't ready for it. You know, we're not. We, so can I just say this? It's easy to want more, but are you ready for it? Yeah. Don't delay your destiny because you despise humble beginnings. What, I want to explain that for a second. Don't delay. Yeah. So you're, wait a second, Dave. You're, just, you're talking about that it might be delayed. Yeah. But I'm telling you that we delay it because we despised humble beginnings, because, yeah. because we ignored that growth and that foundation. We have to circle around that mountain. We talked about Caleb in the beginning of this, and you understand that Caleb and Joshua are the only two left because the rest of them died off because they kept discounting the, what they thought was insignificant. They kept walking around the same mountain over and over until they were dead because they discounted what God was doing in the small. All they could focus on was, hey, you said promised land, but how about the manna from heaven what about, the, what about the daily provision? What about parting the Red Sea? So don't delay your destiny because you despise humble beginnings. Amen? Amen. I, I think this, we may be dissatisfied with what's in our hands. I have. I've been before. 100%. Or what's been entrusted to us. We may be dissatisfied. You may want more now, and you might even say, God, I can do more. I'm mm. better than this. How many have said that? Mm. The truth is, you may not be ready for that place, or that place may not even be ready for you yet. So true. And I think even going off of that, you know, you know, being dissatisfied, um, 
No, I love what Dumasani said. He <laughs> talked about the fact that we need to be grateful in those seasons where it is the small beginnings, and it's it is easy to get dissatisfied. Um, and I think you know you you touched on such a I don't want anyone to miss this. You touched on such a key point of like, are we preparing? Are we you know we may think we're ready for that next we we want that next thing, you know, but are we preparing in in the middle and in, in the in between mm-hmm. to get to actually be there you know for instance like you know um, i uh, lead our worship team in our brandon location at our church and you know that was one of the things we're stepping into a really exciting season this sunday we have a new location we've been praying for a new facility um and it's been super awesome to you know get that answer to prayer because we you know we're going to move into a new building but as you know our team is stepping into this i think that's something that the lord has even been speaking and i think and i don't want it to be you know apply this to your life and this is why i'm sharing this but mm-hmm. um you know one of the things that i felt like the lord was showing us is that like hey like are you going to be stewarding are you going to take care of the season that you're still in so that you can when you go into this next season that you're prepared for what i have mm-hmm. and i think sometimes like we're so focused on the next and then what what could be and all the dreams we have, which are great things. God places dreams in our hearts. Yeah. But I think, you know, he places those dreams in our hearts and says, now go prepare. Mm-hmm. Now go now go labor. Just like he did King David. You know, David, when he told him that, he told him, hey, he anointed him to be king. And then it took years for him. He's still a shepherd. And, you know, he was probably wondering in that field <laughs> as he was a shepherd, like, this isn't what kings do, Lord. Like I'm like where where is this kingdom that you promised me? Where is this these this big dream that you placed in my heart that I didn't even seek out? I was fine. I was fine being a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And then you came to me, you anointed me as king, and then now like I have to put me back so, on the shelf. Yeah, you put me back on the shelf. Like am I do you see me, Lord? And I think, you know, I want to number one encourage you guys if you feel as though the Lord isn't seeing where you're at and you're pleading with the Lord and you maybe you're feeling discouraged. That's a tactic of the enemy. I think he uses discouragement a lot to get mm-hmm. to believers because if they it's it's a one thing it's to get them to doubt his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. It's to get him to doubt and we've talked about this last time I think I was on the podcast, but you know, he did it before to eat, even Eve, that was the very first thing. He brought a sense of discouragement and distrust in, in her faith with the Lord. It was like, hey, did God really say that? Is that really what his promise is over your life? Is that, it's that type of thing. And I think we get so fixed on the big picture sometimes in the one, the next thing that we forget to, you know, steward where we're at and take care of where we're at. Um, and it's honestly, I think part of that has to do with a lot of with our culture. We're such a want this, want that, never satisfied culture. But I want to encourage you, believer, like you are satisfied. You have you have a God that has satisfied every single need. And if and I just want to encourage you, if everything was stripped away from you, that dream even that he placed in your heart, would you still praise him? Mm. Would you still be grateful? Would you still worship him? You know, for me, I'm a singer. Like if he took away my voice, could I still honestly sit there and say, I'm going to praise him? Mm. And I want you to ask, maybe it's not a singing thing for you, Maybe it's your business. Maybe it's your your um, job that you work at. Maybe it's whatever that may be. If he took the thing that you your your identity, your, yeah, your identity, you feel as your identity yes. identifies you. Yes. If you t- if he took if that was taken away from you, could you still say that God has been faithful to mm. you? Could you still say that He's been good? Think think about that for a second. That's great, man. That's awesome, Ash. Good word all together. <clears throat> that, but you know, think think about the, toward the end of what she was saying there about if your if your identity or what you feel is your identity. You're, I mean, we talked a few weeks ago that you, our identity is in Him, mm-hmm. and I know we we amen that. You know, I, I get it. We're like, oh, I, that's a good word. But I mean, the reality is, it's it's a good word. But if it hits home, yeah, 
if it, it you know if it really hit home, which is very hard for us to put ourselves in that position. But if you what you thought was your identity was removed from you, you know, I found identity in work. I found identity in building a business, and I can relate to that. And I think that so God's not saying, "Hey, I'm gonna take it away from you." He's he's trying to he, so he, that's because He gave it to you. Understand something. God's not trying to, so it's not a fear thing where when you hear this, it's not like, oh man, what if God takes that away? Yeah. God gave it to you. He's yeah. just not impressed with it. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to understand that he, some, if God gives you a gift from him, I mean, nobody can give a gift that they don't possess. Mm-hmm. You possess the gift. You have the resources to purchase the gift and buy it. God purchased your gift, okay, at Calvary. He purchased it with his blood. When he gave it to you, he's given you something that is a tool, but he's not impressed with it. What he's impressed with is your ability to trust him. He's impressed with your ability to lean yeah. on him and, 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 to, and, and, and to learn. He yeah. likes watching you learn how to use it and learn how to depend on him to use the gift. And that's the thing. He's not impressed with the gift. He, he made the gift. And so I just want to encourage you that he's not trying to take it away from you because he gave it to you. But what he's saying is your identity is, is found in me. And, and so... You know, it's the, the and so Ashton hit a really good point there. Don't don't let yourself get caught up in what you do, right? Because the reality is, the waiting sucks, but the waiting is important. The waiting is where foundations are built. The Bible encourages us in in Luke sixteen ten, says if you're faithful in the little things, mm-hmm. you will be faithful in the large ones. So here's what's really cool about that: if you read the Bible, you got to read the Bible, right? And it says if you're faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. So wait a second. What large ones? You're looking around, you're going to all see is little things. Well, okay. Can, that should encourage you mm-hmm. because if you're faithful in the little things, it doesn't say you might be. It doesn't say that one day you may just happen to circumstantially pass up into, walk, stumble into some big, it says you will be faithful in large ones. Mm-hmm. So that my Bible tells me that if I do what I'm supposed to do with this seed, with these little yeah. things, then there will be some big things for me to have to be faithful in. And so that, keep that in mind. He's the author, and we can't forget he, that he's the finisher as well of our faith. But if we're dishonest in little things, and what does that mean? It's really weird because it goes from being faithful to dishonest. So it's actually making the opposite of faithful there dishonest. So what it really means is, I think, viewing it in the wrong way, yeah. viewing it dishonestly. That's not what, I, that's not what it means. That's not what that. That's not what those little things are meant to do. They're not meant to hold you back. You're viewing it dishonestly. They're not meant to make you less than. You're viewing it dishonestly. They're meant to build a foundation and build character and and teach you and help you grow and be able to to sustain yourself. And so view them honestly, right? Because if you view them dishonest, the little things, then you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Meaning you won't. It'll mess you up. If all of a sudden you get a lot of money in your hands and you're not ready for it, I'm going to tell you something. It'll mess your life up. It reminds me of, I've talked about this before on the podcast, when God, early on when I started playing drums, when God told me, you know, you're going to reach thousands and thousands of people through music. um, I remember I was, God, I was probably 15 years old, so I didn't know anything. And I still don't know anything, but I knew less than nothing then than I do now. Right. You're like negative anything. Yes, I had negative anything. Um, but I remember I was at the church I was at had maybe a grand total of 250 people in it at the time. And I remember being told that. And I remember getting a taste of like playing with a bigger audience, which by that account wasn't playing in front of a larger congregation. 
And I remember going back to my church and um, playing on a Sunday, and I just remember going, how am I going to reach 10,000 people or thousands and thousands of people in a church this size? And when you were talking about it, it's when you're when you look at the small things the wrong way. God kind of said something to me. He's like, I never said you're going to be doing this right here and now. What I'm doing with you now is preparing you for the day that you will be doing this. And right now you need to take care of the things that I've put in you. Mm-hmm. So when I was at that smaller church and every place that I've played at has been, I've learned something new and every single step, whether I'm at where the point where God was talking about or whether I'm still on my way there, every single point has taught me something new about what God's wanted me to do to prepare me for that point where, you know, I'm going to be in front of all these people. If I'm going to be an example, if people are going to see me, then I have to be the right way. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about the perspective and you're dishonest in the little things, it was when you talked about the way you're looking at it, the way I was looking at it was incredibly wrong to start with. I was looking at it. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to do this in such a small church. Mm -hmm. I need to be at a bigger place. I need, it was all those things. And I was just, you're trying to fulfill God's plan for you. Right. I was trying to skip all the steps to get to the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we all do that. Mm-hmm. We all do that. God, we just take. Hey, God told me to do it, so I'm gonna do it, and yeah. then I'm gonna do it at all cost, at all. It, you know, all, and basically trying to fulfill it like ASAP. When He shows you the vision, I mean, He's just showing you the end result. There's a process there, and He never did. He never enti- He never intended on us to get it in a lottery style, right? Like you, like hey, you're gonna be successful. Boom, I'm gonna win the lottery. It's gonna be given to me tomorrow. There's a process. And uh, we don't like process, but the little things matter. Were you going to say something, Ash? Yeah. Um, you know, based on that verse you're talking on, if if you are faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in the large ones. I think so often we discount the little things. Like, on it, it, we honestly do. We discount the little tedious preparation that makes, makes a difference. Have you ever been to, um, like, just a store or a restaurant or something? It's like the little thing that they do. That make you're like wow they just went the extra mile like I want to encourage you go the extra mile in in what you feel like God's given you, um, and be faithful in the little things. I think we so often think once oh once I get there I'll be better, once I get there I'll start tithing, <laughs> once I get there I'll have you know I'll have once I have more once God blesses me with more, I I'll do better and I'll I'll be better in this my marriage will be better, and and it's a lie and you it is and it, you're not lying to yourself you're lying. It's a lie, the enemy. Exactly. And it's, it's a complete lie because it's like God hasn't given you enough. Mm. God didn't give you enough already. Like God has already placed numerous blessings in your hand. And it goes back to even if even if not, even if there's nothing more that he gave you, would it really be enough? I know we say that a lot in church. If you if you go to church and um, if you've been in church for some time or in the Christian realm at all, we say like, oh, I have more than enough. God supplies all my needs. But do you believe that? Mm. Like don't be so fixed on the next and the that you can't be faithful and steward and take care of the little things because they matter. It's the little things that make a difference. And when you see a, an owner or a business, a boss owner, or I mean a business owner or a boss or something, do the little thing that, you know, hey, hey there's a piece of trash on the floor. Let me pick that up. It's even the that little thing that you think this, you know, this boss shouldn't have to do, but it's the little thing that got them to where they are. Amen. And uh, it's a huge deal. Amen. And I, so God, God's encouraging us, I believe, to be bold, but to remain bold, and faithful despite delay. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Can you do it despite delay? To remain boldly content despite small beginnings. Two things that we don't like, delay and being delayed in the small beginnings. Mm-hmm. But it's in these seasons, and keep that in mind, seasons. Seasons change, right? Seasons change. That's a phrase. That's a song. That's a bunch of songs, right? The songs in all generations and all styles. Seasons change. And the reality is this season will change as well. And so in these seasons you know, can we truly depend 
on Jesus, because I believe this, the best is yet to come. And so let's ask a couple questions as we have a few minutes here to wrap it up. I mean, so these are some things you can ask yourself, right? You know, what does God put in your hands? What does he put in your hands? And you know, you go, well, what I have in my hands is nothing. Well, what God used, God used the stick in Moses' hand. You know, he used the stick in Moses' hand. He used, he used the oil in the meal in the hand of the widow woman who was going to die. He's like, well, what do you got? And she's got, oh, all I have is this little bit of oil and this little bit of grain. You know, that's all I have. I was mm-hmm. going to just bake a cake and me and my son were going to eat it and die. He's like, all right, well, give me what's in your hand. So what's in your hand? What does God put in your hand? You may have one mustard seed left. Like you, must have, you might have dropped every seed along the way, and all you got is one. You've been holding on to it. That's enough, right? So what's God put in your hands? Can I just tell you this, knowing this about God, whatever he's called you to, he's placed the seed in your hand. You have adequate seed. You have adequate seed for the fruit that he has for your future. You have adequate seed for the fruit that he has for your future. So what's God put in your hands? Here's a question for you. What part of your life, your ministry, your job, right? Your family, your business, your talent. What part of that, what part of your dream do you need to be faithful in and content with? Right now, look around you. What do you need to be faithful in and then also content with? And that's a big one, right? Here's one. Am I focusing on what is in my hands or am I being consumed by what's not? Think about that for a second. Am I on this pursuit of the dream where I know I've got to get to? Am I, am, I, am I focusing on what's in my hands or am I consumed by what's not in my hands? Am I content with my allotment or am I stuck in a cycle of a complaint? Can I just tell you that this convicted me as I was putting this together and studying it because I'm going to tell you that I've found myself complaining in a sense on certain things within a, a specific area of growth in, in, my, in my business. And what and I, I found myself complaining daily, almost like talking about it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Am I content with my allotment or stuck? Con- content does not mean complacent. It doesn't mean that you just lay down and settle. What but do you mean it, that you sit still? Or that, yeah, absolutely. But are you content or are you complaining? Mm-hmm. And then here's a question for you. Is God doing something in me while... No one is around me. Is God doing something in me while no one's around me? Man, the crowds haven't come yet. You might, the, the, you know, the, 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 you know, I'm not, I'm not in front of the masses. You know, listen, the millions haven't come. You know, the, the product hasn't unrolled. The, the, the husband hasn't come back home. The kids are still out there doing what they're doing. You know, my finances are still in disarray. Whatever it is, is God doing something in you while no one else is around you? Yeah. Amen. Amen. What do you think? I mean, I definitely think, you know, I think it's easy to think of, you know, contentment like you were talking about as, you know, God holds my future. I think there's two sides of the spectrum. It's either that we're we're so focused on dreaming that we, you know, we sit still and we're just like, okay, well, God's got it. Mm-hmm. No, like you're so called to, you know, take take that calling. And David didn't just sit when, until, right. his, until he became a king. He worked and he was still in the field. He still was a shepherd. Um, and number one, I think like sometimes our seasons prepare us more than we realize. And I think encourage, I encourage you right now, even in your season, maybe where you don't know, you know, you know, that's your end goal and you know that that's where God's called you. But I encourage you now in your season, like he's already placed that in your hand. He's already given you the gifts 
that are necessary and you're just in this process you might not see it yet but you're you're what you're doing and the, why the little things matter so much mm. is because god is using the little things to begin to prepare you not just prepare you in a sense of like there's going to be skills you know just like moses you know if he wouldn't have known uh he he learned what did he learn he learned the egyptian language he was very smart he was had the ability to be strategic in the in the wilderness because of his his upbringing that wouldn't make sense you know e- egypt like the place that was enslaving god's people that's where he grew up in and because of that he had the ability to the lord used the things that he had had in his past and the preparation to prepare him for what he was called to where he led the people of israel out of you know uh, slavery and so whatever that is in your hand maybe you don't see i don't think moses noticed saw that coming, not only did you know? moses get the education growing up as egyptian and then that he needed that but then he before god used him remember he went into the wilderness for 40 years mm. So he went into a 40-year yep. wilderness, and why did he do that? He got he got boot camp, 40-year boot camp <laughs> yeah. training, because he was getting ready to go into the desert and lead people. So, I mean, he got all of this training. Think about how far in advance God set that up. Mm-hmm. God set it up that far in advance. It's crazy. And even, actually, when you're saying that, you know, I didn't think about that. The wilderness, you know, when he went in the wilderness, it was actually to run away from his problems. So maybe you felt like you've always lost your hope, you know, God called me to that, but, you know, I, I I let it go. I let it slip by. You know, you're running for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, God can still use that. God used Moses' running, and he, he said, hey, no, like, stop running. <laughs> stop running. And he still called him to what he called him to. He still used his, that, that season that season of honestly where he was running that's the season that god used and so i don't know what season you're in right now but i do know that it's preparing you for what he's called you to if god has you in this season take hold of it don't don't be like fighting to get out of it fight to stay faithful in it and you know what at the end of the day god's not looking for our perfection god's not looking for this big like Oh, this amazing person to just take my calling that I've, or he doesn't even need my preparation. Like, no, God is looking for our faithfulness. He's going to say at the end of the day, what we want from the Lord isn't, isn't well done, you good and perfect servant. It's going to be well done and good, good and faithful servant. Were you consistent in the little things? Were you consistent when it was hard? Were you, it's not, why faithful, it's faithfulness is not hard when it's the things that we're dreaming of and it's the best thing. And, you know, it's not hard to be faithful to something that we're loving. But in the hard season, when we don't really, it's not comfortable, are we willing to be, stay faithful? And that's what, at the end of the day, that's our end goal. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what I want to hear at the end of the day. And when all is said and done, if I don't hear that, that's going to, that's that's the biggest deal to me. And yeah. so be faithful in your season, no matter what it looks like, no matter if it's the dream season, no matter if it's the current season, be faithful in it. So, Lord, I trust you. I trust you with, and I thank you for what you have given me. Yeah. Father, help me, help us, God, everyone listening, remain faithful in the little things, God, as I grow, as we grow to be faithful in the large ones, Father. We thank you for that. Lord, help us to be joyful and content, God, with our allotment in the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. We seal this word. We look for you next week. Mike? By the way, the definition for the word content, because Dave brought it up and it was a good point, is a state of peaceful happiness. And I like the fact that it says peaceful, which means you're at peace with it. Thank every, thank you all, everybody, for tuning in. We hope you guys enjoyed the series this week. Next week, our series will be called Access. Um, we will be following along with our Bible plan, too. So maybe if you want to jump in and jump ahead, you can go check it out. But if you haven't already heard about this, we are now doing daily encouragement texts from Dave every single morning, Monday through Friday at 827 a.m. 
If you guys would like to subscribe to that, it costs absolutely nothing. It is completely free. But if you guys want just a small word, if you can't make it to the podcast and watch us or catch us later, you can always get a little bit of a seed planted in you every single day from us. Just a daily encouragement. Text EZGC to 813-522-3356. To all of our live audience, Anybody watching us live on YouTube or Facebook, thank you all so much for being here. It means the world to us to be able to see your comments every single day. Um, If you guys ever happen to miss us, if you can't make the live stream one morning, you can always find us on pretty much every audio platform out there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere there's podcasts, we're probably up there. Uh, But make sure you drop a subscribe on the channel. You get notified every single time we have a new episode up. And they're up every single day, I believe, before 12 o'clock if you happen to miss us. To anybody watching Anybody on our audio platforms, if you ever want to join us live, join in the conversation, throw some comments in there, talk with us while we're on the show, be able to, you know, throw some things at us that maybe we didn't think about when we're talking about this. You can join us every single morning at 830 EST um, on Facebook and YouTube live. Just search David Villa Game Changer. Um, If you guys haven't already gone to look at it, I say it every day, but go check out our newest drop on FaithGear, faithgear.co. The summer 21 drop is up. We have a very limited quantity, so please make sure if you guys want some, you grab it. If not, by the time we run out of stock, it's going to be at least three weeks for us to restock. Um, This week, we were talking about break, uh, not breaking point, sorry. The featured Bible plan this week was CrossFit. My notes are are not up to date. (laughs) Um, But CrossFit was our featured Bible plan of the week. We did it a few weeks back on the podcast. It's a um, seven-day plan. But it's a five-day podcast series, so you can also join along. You can read along in that, and you can also listen along to the podcast we did. Go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, and check that out. But thank you all for listening. Next week is Access. We'll be back Monday morning, 8.30 EST. We hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Have a blessed weekend. Um, shout out to Radiant for the new campus launching on Sunday. Shouts out if you're in the Tampa area. Go check it out this weekend. Um, and on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.